Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. At 973-7809. While interest rates are on the rise everywhere else, at Genesis Diamonds, we've got just the relief you need this holiday season. Five years, zero interest on anything and everything. That's right. Genesis is rolling back interest rates to 0.0%. So that $5,000 diamond ring is yours for just $85 a month. Nothing's held back. Rings, earrings, bracelets, bands, certified natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, even luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Just pick any item for that special someone and spread your payments over five years without paying a dime in interest. A $10,000 designer ring comes to just $167 a month. Don't miss this incredible offer. Where else in America can you get financing for 0%? Colored gemstones, designer fashion jewelry, the year's most treasured gifts, all included in this once-a-year offer. At Genesis, we're breaking all the rules to make sure this holiday season your money goes farther. Best prices, unbeatable selection, highest quality, and super aggressive financing. Merry Christmas from Genesis Diamonds at Poplar and Perkins Extended. Approved credit, see store for details. When my daughter gets a cold, (coughs) I have a secret weapon. Dayquil Kids Berry from Vicks. Dayquil Kids is specially formulated to treat kids' most bothersome cold and cough symptoms quickly. And the best part is that Dayquil Kids Berry tastes really great. Aren't you supposed to be resting? Maybe. Dayquil Kids Berry. The kids' berrylicious daytime congestion, coughing, stuffy head, stuffy nose, just for kids. Medicine. Safe for kids six years plus. Oh, I love this restaurant. Glad we got a table quickly. What what does that sign say? Caution, wet floor. No, right next to it. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Huh, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller is producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Kershaw Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. 
Man, good to be back in studio, Jeffrey. Um, it is just uh, this is going to be a very interesting week. It feels like it already has been. I don't know what was yesterday like for you. Exhausting. When, while we were in court with Ja Morant and all, you know, him giving test this surreal kind of sight of an NBA superstar giving testimony in a. So, albeit ridiculous, but nonetheless civil case, you know, a lawsuit, a ridiculous one. Exhausting, annoying, <laughs> um, kind of depressing. Like, if you actually take like, a step back and you realize we're wasting time on this, because in the end, whether or not it, 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 there are, I know there's plenty of people out there that would say, you know, Ja hit a 17-year-old. That's a problem. And I don't dispute that. But when you really take a step back and you realize we covered a pickup basketball dispute, mm-hmm. a scuff up, like it was Watergate. It was not, that was not like Watergate. Mark, we had live updates from every 10 minutes. Like we had, how many reporters did y'all have there? Uh, just me and a reporter. Okay. Hey. There weren't every, that many reporters. Every TV there. station's there. Yeah. Every I mean, news it's a story. Ja has not. It, it wasn't that it's about the case. To me, yesterday was about Ja had not spoken publicly since, you know, the second Instagram video come out. That was about Ja Morant, not about the case. Right. But in general, it was all about, I mean, let's be real. Like that story, that story people read, consume. Everything. Yeah. It was, a, it was an NBA superstar in court. That, you know, that's a story. Somehow you've twisted this to where what I'm saying is I understand you think I it's think a ridiculous you, case and we shouldn't be we shouldn't be covering the reality. I'm not is, saying y'all shouldn't be covering it, but I'm saying when you the actually, fact that it exists, correct? Yes, I can. I can. That is. I'm not saying that y'all shouldn't be covering it. You, I agree. You're getting a little defensive there. Okay. Well, very defensive. Nonetheless, you're you're being a lot like Harbaugh, thinking everyone's coming after you. They are coming after Michigan yeah. versus everybody. Right? Yeah, of Isn't course. It? Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Um, it is, uh, it's a busy week because we had that yesterday and now boom, we wake up great little, uh, good morning gift after the Grizzlies also lost last night, a good morning gift. Penny's added another guy from the transfer portal (laughs) for this season, (laughs) for this season at a position of need. It's pretty good. Somewhat. yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good development. So we've got a lot. To discuss and tell the truth about on Tell the Truth Tuesday. We're going to talk Grizzlies. We're going to talk Tigers. We're going to talk Ja. Um, 240 or so, Tim Murray's going to join us from VSIN. Um, get his thoughts. It, when did, when's our first bowl game? That would be Saturday. Sa- oh, wow. I think there's, there's at least four, maybe five on Saturday. Do we care? So, I actually do want to talk. I, we need to have a frank discussion. College football having, like, everything happening in December with like the portal and whatever, they got to figure the calendar out. It's ridiculous. These, like, it is absolutely absurd. You, who do you think's going to fix that? I don't say we need to come up with a solution. We are me, you, and Tim Murray are going to come sure, up with a solution. I'm sure, they'll listen to us. We're gonna we're gonna but we're gonna come up with a solution because this is ridiculous the way they're conducting themselves in college football with this. Every, like these coaches have to like they can't even coach the team for the bowl game. Well, what teams? I know, exactly. Like, the team's totally different in the bowl. You, we have to protect the bowl games, Jeffrey. There's 41 of them. <laughs> Listen, you can, and I'm someone who likes bowl games, but you cannot deny the fact 
When we started letting in five and seven teams, bowl games at that point had officially lost their luster. Yeah, well, people still watch them. And the ratings aren't great. It's just it's easy content. It's easy inventory. Mm, okay. Well, uh, we'll talk about it with Tim Murray. Uh, Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Um, we need to discuss Zion Williamson and the fat shaming going on about him. It is kind of – do you not find the commentary a little ridiculous? No. Have you seen him? <laughs> well, this is a show I mean, that celebrates the fat athlete. We should, we should be – we need to be yeah, supportive like, of Zion right Mark, now. Mark, there are possessions where he literally is not running down the floor. He also put up 35, 36 last night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, that's the thing. Like, he'll, he'll have good nights. He'll have bad nights. Well, we need to have a discussion about Zion Williamson, I think. Um, he – because uh, we are, we do get we get John Morant versus Zion Williamson in uh, a week from today. Correct. Josh's return is a week away, so um, we'll talk about that and, and maybe get more into the Grizzlies. There's some we're starting to get some trade talk with the Grizzlies, Jeffrey. I don't know. Is it too early? Do you feel like it's too early? We we, yeah. we've got, we got Shams yesterday and today. I think Matt Moore of the Action Network. Both had kind of their, here's the scuttlebutt I'm hearing around the league in terms of, like, who's available and who's not. And uh, while the Grizzlies were not near the top of kind of their headlines, uh, there was mention of some Grizzlies trade scuttlebutt. Yes, I would agree. So, December, a little early, but feels like, uh, you know, maybe the Grizzlies could use it. So, let's let's start, though, with the big news of the morning, Jeffrey. Around, I think it was like 7.30 in the morning this morning. We get the news that Naquan Tomlin, six foot ten, former Kansas State player, got dismissed like last week from school by the school president, uh, has committed to Memphis and could be available very soon for the Tigers this season because he has not played a game at Kansas State this season and he graduated last week. So he's a graduate transfer. And so. As soon as he's admitted to the University of Memphis, he can play for the University of Memphis All this right, season. So help me out on the timeline here because this is another one of those this was another situation where this developed the story developed so quickly mm-hmm. that I, I kind of lost the timeline. All right, so when did the bar fight happen? This summer? Okay, so let's let's give the people the let's give people background. So Naquan Tomlin is a junior college transfer who went to Kansas State, I believe, last year. Began he, his, played, he did play last year, yeah. Yes, he began his career at Monroe Community College in New York. Then he spent two seasons at Chipola College, or Chipola College in Florida. No, I think it's Chipola. Chipola College in Florida. And then last season was at Kansas State. Scored ten, averaged ten point four points, five point nine rebounds, and one block per game. Uh, as and was like, came into his own. It felt like when Kansas State went to the Elite Eight, like kind of played his best basketball at the end of last season. So he's only got one year of eligibility left. So this see coming into this season, he was suspended indefinitely um, in October after being arrested for disorderly conduct. After he was involved in a fight at a bar. Um, then, last week, Kansas... Wait, wait do, is this guy the rare Manhattan to Manhattan guy? It appears so. He's from Harlem, I believe. 
He's like from so New York. So he literally went from Manhattan, New York to Manhattan, Kansas. Big Apple to Little yeah. Apple. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Um, but so the Kansas State president, Richard Linton, uh, made the decision last week to to cut ties with Tomlin, to kick him out of school. Um, and it was met with – the decision was met with, like, a lot of resistance. Uh, there was there were, like, protests from the, from the you know, fan base um, over this decision. Um, and so – it was not a popular decision but by the Kansas State president, but this is his statement that he gave last week. The NCAA Board of Governors has required each member institution to adopt a serious misconduct policy covering a number of potential allegations, including Title IX. Under the university's serious misconduct policy, the university president is involved in collaboration with the athletic director and head coach when making a final decision concerning a student-athlete's conduct and team membership. The reporting that this decision was made solely due to an incident at a bar in Aggieville is not accurate. So, okay, so I want to before we move forward, I want to point out a couple of things. Uh, number one, I don't ignore the fact that Title IX just gets thrown into that statement. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's what I'm, here's what, the reality is: I would assume Memphis is going to do their due diligence on this. Um, and has done some due diligence on it already to take the commitment. Now he hasn't signed yet. We've just gotten the. Well, you know, and there were. It, I mean, how many schools were after him? Yeah, like it didn't seem to be a problem for other schools either. And frankly, based on the reporting, didn't really seem to be a problem for the Kansas State coach Jerome Tang, and didn't seem to be a problem for most of the a lot of members of that fan base. So, uh, I would assume if there's something more to this, like they'll review it and they'll ultimately make a make a decision. Um, on whether he should be allowed into the university I, or not. It's similar dude, to the Mikey Williams situation, frankly. Yeah, this one seems like that decision's already been made. What? This the, this one feels like they've already made that decision. Yes, I don't think we, I don't think he would have been here on a so he was here on an official visit yesterday. Yeah. He, they took him to the Grizzlies game. We're sorry. Um Yeah, but it seemed taking him to a it was smart because, like, I thought I saw Devin Walker from the Grizzlies point this out. Like, watching when Penny goes to a Grizzlies game, he's signing like thousands, you know, like hundreds of autographs and pictures and whatever. Like, that's got you know makes it's a good that's a good look for him. I feel like in, yeah, yeah. for a recruit but that, for a recruiting. Visit. My point is that's going to happen no matter what Grizzlies game you go to. I just wish. Oh, that you they, wish it was a bit. Yeah, maybe want to see Luca. You know, he got to see Luca. You don't want to be the NBA city that the selling point is yeah. go watch everyone else's t- players. Uh, that's fair. Um, nonetheless, it was the, he was there to see the facility he's going to play in mm-hmm. when he's with the Tigers. and um, But he is, uh, Jeffrey, does feel like, you know, I'm not saying, I, I don't know if he's, the, I don't know what he's the missing piece to. But he feels like a really a piece that they will be really useful over the next couple months. Um, and now the question is, I was thinking about this because I, you know, I wrote what was it a week and a half ago? Like, uh, don't take Mikey Williams this year. Wait till next year. Like, I think it'll be a distraction. And how is this any different? Um, and the only well, the, this guy doesn't have a felony. Well, he doesn't have a felony. But I, I, that's a they, they still both to me it's well Jordan they need they absolutely need another big man without Jordan Brown here if he's sick whatever and frankly Jordan you know this guy's a better fit than Jordan Brown well, for what they want out right, of their let, five let, let's take those two because I think those are two thoughts mm-hmm. number one 
I disagree with the premise they absolutely need. They could use. Yeah, useful is probably right. But well, without without Jordan Brown, two and zero. Oh, that's true. With the biggest win of the year. No, that's true. And you know what? This team, I think, and this was kind of what I was talking about last week, and a lot of people got very dismissive. I think this team plays better when they play smaller. Mm. Like if you, I, it, the 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 game flows so much more now. Where uh, Tomlin adds to that mm-hmm. is he is not a back to the basket. We got to feed him big. Yes, he like I said, he plays more. He's he's, he's more, more capable of playing up and down. Yeah, he's, he's a more of a stylistic fit, and he's a better defender. Like one of the big problems with Jordan Brown wasn't even like the offensive part. It was that he was getting. You know, targeted defensively uh, at times when he was out there. Um, now we'll see. You know, it's interesting the dynamics here because Jordan, like, while there is you know reporting that suggests Jordan Brown is not coming back, that is not what Memphis is saying yet. That has not been. You know what I mean? There, there's they have not. Jordan Brown has not told Penny Hardaway he is leaving the program yet. Um, yes, that might I would, happen. I would argue, though, I don't think this move happens without that. It would be awkward. It would. It would seem to me to take. It seems highly unlikely to me that to both take Tomlin, Naquan, and, Tomlin and, and Jordan Brown and bring and also have Jordan Brown back. It would seem awkward uh, to do that. But yeah, I would. Have, but at the same time, like, where's Jordan? Like, if Jordan Brown wants to play basketball, it feels like he's going to have to play for Memphis right now. If you want, like, like, I don't think he has many other options. It, have we been watching a different Jordan Brown? Mm-hmm. Are you sure that guy wants to play basketball right no, now? That's a, that's a good question. That's a good good point. Um, but does, so does this Naquan Tomlin addition change how you think about this Memphis basketball team? Um, we'll see when he's available. Yeah, Sounds I mean, like I, it could be. I don't be. know. Like, I, it's for me to sit here and act like I said. Went on YouTube and started watching yeah. film. And I remember him from the tournament last year. He was a good player. Um, but I think it does change how I think about it. I think, I it's, think, I think I they're think better a, today. I think they're better now than they were before he committed. I think they could have used another big. Mm-hmm. I do think that. He, I mean, ultimately, they got in that Texas A&M game. They did win. But, like, it was very. They got very lucky that Malcolm fouled out with eight minutes to go and then say. What uh, that Jordan stayed out of foul trouble, like they would have, you know, like they could have been in a real pickle in that A and M game, you know, and they, you know, they got away with it. But I don't know how many, I don't know if you get away with it all the, you know, a lot if you, that happens a lot. Malcolm getting in foul trouble if Jordan Brown's gone and you don't bring in another big. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I I agree, but everyone also kept doing the move like Jordan Brown doesn't come with conditions. Like mm-hmm. when Jordan Brown's on the floor, the game slows down. For better or worse, like it does, and and I just don't feel like it's a great fit now with Tomlin. I don't think that's necessarily the issue, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, do I think that this all of a sudden changes the entire outlook of the season? How on earth would I know that? We haven't seen what he looks like with him. Yeah, like you can you can have an idea, mm-hmm. and you can to me fundamentally like if you're putting it into theory, this makes sense. This move makes all the sense in the world. But, I think it raises the ceiling of the team. But at the same time, you're literally adding a new player on the fly. Correct. Yeah. I think it now I, I I think I think it raises the ceiling of the team, in my mind, no doubt about it. Like to me, 
their bet they needed a big man like this, a rim like a uh, another big man like this, um, to be truly an elite team. Now I don't know if they're ultimately going to become a truly elite team, but I feel like they've raised their ceiling with this move. Um, you know, the other part is there's a clip like the reason this will work, and it goes back to your point of like Jordan Brown is probably gone. It's not going to work if there's not like a big role for him just to step into right away and it won't disrupt things. And that's why it makes more sense than the Mikey Williams situation. There's not a big role for Mikey Williams to step into on this team. Their backcourt's pretty darn good already. He's not better he's not better than Javon Quinterly or um Caleb Mills or um David Jones. He's not. If he was gonna, if Mikey Williams was gonna come on this team, he was he would take Jalen Young's place maybe. And is you know is that make sense for Mikey Williams to play like eight minutes a game? I don't think so. I don't. I, don't, I mean, and I think Jalen Young fits that role better because I'd rather have a defensive spark plug coming off the be- you know in that eight minute role than uh, than. Someone, I mean, the only but, like that's just my that's that that's but it also. Will this be a will this be a distraction? This the the it doesn't seem like Naquan Tomlin's sort of arrest or whatever you want to call it is going to be a distraction when he comes here. It feel it felt like Mikey's was Mikey's situation was still going to be a distraction when he came here, just because well, the goal's notoriety. Yeah, Mikey Williams is even though Naquan Tomlin is a much probably more accomplished basketball player at this point than Mikey Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams more famous, but I like the move. I think it. I think it raises their ceiling. And in terms of the calendar, you'd, I guess you'd love to. Ha- I, I don't know. Does it make like? Let's say he was eligible for the Virginia game. All right, would you play him? I mean, I I need to see what practice looks like. Yeah, yeah well, you're probably not. You're, you're probably going to have like two or three practices at that point. I don't. I think it makes I mean, more. Does he does he know the coverages? Does he know? Like I don't know. Like, it would seem to me to make more. Even if he's eligible, it would seem to make sense. Like you wait till like the Austin P game on December thirtieth. Give him a warm. You know, you, you'll you will you will have had a week off at that point for the holidays, and you debut him then. But they have two really big games coming up: Clemson and Virginia. I have no quick aside here. We have ESPN on. Mm-hmm. The NBA Today show, which, by the way, is god-awful. It's not watchable. Mark, mm. they just started having a dance party in the middle of a segment mm. with Zach Lowe as a DJ. Okay. Well. That's, that's good stuff. Okay. That's, that's, that's award-winning television. I, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. I would also so, sit there and go, I don't sit here and say, you know what? We, Adding a player at the, at the dead mm. middle of the season. Interesting. 1,000% batting average. Mm, interesting. So you're a little you're a little more skeptical on this. I'm not. I'm just sitting. I'm I'm not going to sit here and go slam dunk. Okay. One hundred percent. Well, um, nonetheless, especially considering they just played their best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see how it manifests itself ultimately. But on paper, I think at least, I think this is clearly a better fit than Jordan Brown ever was. Yes, it feels that way. Um, so big, big moment there, big move by by the Tigers. So as Penny and Rick Stansberry are kind of wooing uh, uh, Naquan Tomlin, 
at the Grizzlies game. As you mentioned, the Grizzlies lose to the Mavericks um, out on the court. Luka had a big game um, and uh, really was like more like certainly made it seem to me as I was watching it, I go, man, this would be kind of a fun playoff series if these teams ever got into it because like Luka is an easy villain here. Like he and he loves I like villains who like it. You know what I mean? Like who are into it. And like Lucas seemed like very clearly was like, ah, I'm okay being the bad guy here tonight here in Memphis. I'll, I'll take this on. I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. I like yeah. it. It was easy to hate him. No, I mean, like, I'm fine with you on that. I do but not. But he, he I kicks their ass every I time. I do not yeah. want a Luka playoff series. <laughs> no, I don't know if the Grizzlies would win it. I know who um, I'd be betting on. Like, he's good. He's good. I mean, Desmond and Jaron combined for 69 points. Nice. They make 18 threes, and the game was not competitive. No, not really. It was like they got it a couple times. They got it down to like ten or eleven in the second half. They did a lot of the a lot of the gentlemen's uh, try to make it look a little closer. Hey, listen, it was was a very the Mavericks acknowledged people paid a lot of money for this. Let's keep it a little close. It was a very non-threatening when they would get it to single digits. You didn't feel like, ooh, here they come. No, ultimately, what was striking was the Grizzlies had two of the three best players in that game, and it didn't matter. And it didn't because the problem was. The fourth best player was like you know maybe like Jaden Hardy. The fifth best player was well Derek well, Lively. Let's, let's start with number one. The first best player was was Luca, correct? And yes. he was a lot better than both Jaron and Des were great. Mm-hmm. Luca was better. Yes, like you, when you're watching the whole game, you're just like, God, this guy's good. They had no answer, answer for him at all. They tried. Now it was a ter- they played terribly defensively, and I don't know if that w- it was probably some Luca and probably some them and. We can talk about the you know the tell the truth on this is one once again the roster got exposed in this game because that was not a full strength Mavericks team you were playing. No. You were playing a lot like Seth Curry was not playing for that team regularly. Was it Marcus or Markeith? Have we decided which Morris was out there? I forgot. I always think it's Marcus. You think it's Marcus? No, it's Markeith. Okay, Markeith. It was Markeith Morris. Um, those guys. Oh, are- that's right. Because Marcus r- put senior on the back of his jersey. <laughs> yes. Um, those guys weren't playing for them. Like, no, aren't playing in their normal rotation this year. Um, and yet, as you went through, like, who, who were the best players on the court? Jaden Hardy was like the fourth best player. You know, Exum was probably the fifth best player. Lively was the sixth best player. Like, frankly, like Vince Williams was pretty good. Uh, Vince, I guess. Here's, I got two tell the truths from last night. Number one, the other big thing is the Grizzlies are now six back of ten. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. So that that's flipped from four to two, or from you've added two games mm-hmm. in l- less than a week. Got to split. Got to split these Houston games. I think with Vince Williams. You just play him and see what you got. Because, That's what they're doing. It seems like, uh, and to me, it's may you know maybe you do hit because you're not trying. Like that's the thing. I, he did not back down from Luca one no, bit last night. I will say, Lucas still got his. I at least felt like he has to try harder. Well, if you go by the numbers, I think Luca was two for nine going against Vince Williams. But it's just night. like it's he still he still had success. But you go, he's exerting more energy. Whereas the rest of the time, it just felt like he was able to do whatever he wanted. I mean, he had the quote after the game. He said he thought Vince Williams was a good defender. 
good defender and his rebounding is legitimate. Yeah. I, um, my, but my other tell the truth is we are now at the point where this entire season, once Ja gets back, it is all about trying to figure out what you've got going forward. Because I just this is just not that competitive of a year right now. But you've got to figure out what we saw, what we've seen throughout the first I twenty-two think, games this year. Des and Jaron have been very good. I think I, they're going to get Ja, Marcus Smart, and Luke Kennard back. Like boom, boom, boom. And I think, like you say, this is not, I, you don't think this is going to be. I think they are going to compete for a play-in and maybe get a play-in still. I think they're going to be a good team when they get all those guys back, like a, a pretty good team. I think they're going to be fine, and I think you I think are, they're going to have I a really good top five. Really top. underestimating math. It is very. They're different. bringing back John Morant. I agree, but Mark, right now, okay, this offense is either last or second to last, depending on what you metrics. Know, so I agree that Jaw's awesome. Jaw is literally a one-man fast break for this team. They're not fast breaking anymore. But we're acting like when Jaw was on the floor last year that this half-court offense was just solid. Yeah, but in the regular season, they've been like the half-court offense, they've been able to overcome it. Well, then they also have this problem, Mark. Mm-hmm. Who is the guy in the middle that's clearing things out? Because the other thing is, even when Jaw was on the floor, when Steven Adams got hurt, there was a problem. I mean, I think, you know, Biombo might be able to fill that role. Mark, he got gonna, benched. I know it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but I think his skill set, he's a good screener. I think what was very obvious is Biz is going to be a... a so you've given up on the season. You think this is going to be a not non-competitive season? I disagree with that. Yeah, I do not think this is going to be that competitive a season. Maybe you fight for the 11. Oh, see, I think, I think that... I, I would... I think they're going to get back in the mix for the play-in. I know there's six back today, but, you know, I I think they're going to play pretty well once they get all their guys back. I don't think they're going to be a, like a title contender or anything like that, but I think they'll be able to get back in the mix. Even if they pass the Rockets, which I can, mm-hmm. I can somewhat see, I also think it's likely at one point you're going to be... They can get two. to 500. Mark, the problem is you, you keep doing 500. It's look at the teams they have to pass. All right, well, I'm not looking at the teams. I think if they can get to 500, they'll be in the mix. They that's... have to pass teams. That's how Okay, but if work. they get to 500, they'll pass some teams. They are not going to, in my mind, they're not going to pass without injury. They're not going to pass the Warriors. They're not going to pass the Pelicans. They're not going to pass the Suns. And they're not going to pass the Clippers. Those are the ones that are... And that doesn't. Why? Why? Some of those teams, I'm like, why will they not pass them? This is about the regular season. Well, a those teams, not a playoff series. Those, a those teams have gaps on them, and B those teams are not playing G League plus guys like the Grizzlies are. I again in like two or three weeks they will not be playing those guys anymore. Okay, first off, let's talk about the guys we're getting back. First mm-hmm. off, we have no idea how the Marcus Smart pairing is going to work. I think Marcus Smart has proven over eight or nine years he is a good NBA player. Secondly, it's not like Luke Kennard has been playing 30 minutes a game since the Grizzlies have gotten him. He has had moments where he has added no question to the offense. But we've known with a guy like John Morant, you want to put shooters around a guy like that. And he's a good fit. I I just really think everyone is acting like adding John Morant is like adding LeBron in his prime. 
Uh, I think it's like not that, but it's like kind of close to it when he's playing well. He's one of the top 15 players in the NBA. And there's a very big difference between top 15 players and literally a generational type talent. If you have two guys like Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. who are putting up, as you put it, they've scored like 60 combined points in four or five games this year. Like both guys are capable capable of going off. You're now adding John Morant to that too. Like that is a top three that's as good as any in the NBA. I'm with you. And that's why I'm saying it's all about figuring out what works around that core. I know. Because... but I still think they're going to be in the mix. You're saying it's not going to be a competitive season. It's like it's 25 games in, they can still they can, they can still have a competitive season. They can win. All they got to do is win 60% of their games, and they'll be competitive at the end of the year. Okay, that would literally be a top-four team right now. I'm just saying they've won 60% of their games the past two, three years they've been doing that. Correct. But if you also look at what their record is without Steven Adams, they have been a sub-500 team. With or without Ja. But they were not a sub-500 team with Ja last year without Stephen Adams. Yes, they were. I don't believe that. They were 21 and 22. With the playoff series? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I I don't agree with you that they're not going to be competitive this year. Um, I think I think things are going to look... thing Things we cannot quite foresee are going to just open up because Ja Morant is out there. Because he draws so much attention. Because he is such a dynamic player. And I think he's going to play really well. I think he's going to come out. I agree. And there's also no another. No pun intended, guns ablazing. There's also another part of this. Is he going to play all the games? I think he's going to play as many as he can. Correct. He's yeah. been injured at some point in every I season. I think you're, you're very pessimistic about this. No, I'm trying to be realistic. Everything That's not I've realistic. Just, it feels pessimistic. Everything I've just said is something that happens every single year. I know, year. but it feels, like, it feels a little you, too no, glass half empty. No, but And I'm the, usually a glass half empty guy. You are the guy that's literally not citing anything other than feelings. Yeah, I I feel like John Moran is going to make a huge difference for this team. I've told, I've said exactly how I think he's going to help. You're going to have three really good players on the court for a majority of the game. You're going to add Marcus Smart, who has been a really good NBA player for eight or nine years now, and you're going to add who's coming off of an ankle. All right, but like I, I, you don't think he's going to be no one's come back from an ankle injury before, a sprained ankle. All I'm saying is part of the problem with last year was injuries. He's now got a lot of miles on the body. All right. So you didn't like what you're saying. You don't like what you saw from Marcus Smart in no, those twenty some odd games. I didn't. Okay. I I, I now think I'm also willing to acknowledge that was not what they brought him in for. Mm-hmm. They did not bring him in to try to be lead ball guy. Well, so we have two different truths on the Grizzlies here. Non-competitive season, man. You're out on them. There's not even six, Christmas. There's six back. It's not even Christmas. They're six back of 10th. It's not even Christmas. They've played 22 games, and they're six back of 10th. Yeah, but they played 22 games without the team they're going to have for the next 50. Okay. It is not Christmas, but that means Christmas is right around the corner. Holiday season is, of course, engagement season. And if you're thinking about getting engaged, go see my friends over at Robert Irwin Jewelers. You can check out all of their selection of ready-to-wear engagement rings, or you can do what I did, which is make your own custom-made engagement ring. You can do something as simple as bring in a picture of a concept or an idea, and they will make that ring come to life. You can also make that ring come to life with peace of mind with the meant-to-be guarantee. That means that for any reason, if you're not 100% satisfied with your made-to-order engagement ring, you can return it for a full refund within 365 days of the purchase. There are no catches, no exceptions. They also have free ring sizing for life, as well as the diamond trade-up 
and also take advantage of Robert Irwin Jewelers free jewelry spa service for life. Also, lots of great financing options at Robert Irwin Jewelers, like long-term financing options where you can take up to 60 months to pay. 0% interest financing, no credit check financing. Also, if you're looking to add a little sparkle for the Christmas season, check out the new diamond bangle bracelets that are part of a collection. You can wear it with one or you can stack a few for a bolder look. They're available in white, yellow, or rose gold starting at $5.99 all the way up to $59.99. Bigger, brighter diamonds at better prices. They're all at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Stop in store today or you can shop online at rijewelers.com. All locations are open on Sundays now through Christmas. Bowl season starts this weekend. Let's try to figure out what's going on with the calendar. We'll do all that with Tim Murray next, right here on Jay Donner and Jeffrey. 92.9. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Um, ESPN. 
Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray's the host of VSIN Primetime, airing weeknights from 5 until 8 locally. He's also the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast. Follow him on Twitter on X at 1TimMurray. Tim, congratulations. I saw that Riley Leonard just committed to date at Duke. Or not, I'm sorry, to Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time coming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was funny because uh, us Notre Dame nerds uh, have been. Checking the Instagram feed, like of, all his uh, followers, of Riley all, Leonard. Yeah. His last fifty followers are all from Notre Dame, you know, and uh, and That's anyone. Tell. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, because it was like, is he going to go to Ohio State? Is he going to go to? There was one offshore shop that opened Riley Leonard to Notre Dame at minus one fifty. I'm like, he's he's like already told the staff he's committed. So yes, he should probably. Well, obviously not anymore, but. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, I do a radio hit in South Bend, uh, and that the radio host there was kind of, you know, lukewarm of the uh, of the decision uh, of the I guess of the player. Um, and I I don't know. I look around at, at the players in the portal, quarterbacks that is, and I'm like, outside of Cam Ward from Washington State, who I probably would have rated higher than Riley Leonard. I don't know who else is better. So we'll see. Um, but you know that's the na- day and age we live in now. Who's the what school out there? If we're talking portal, because I want to talk some. We, we should talk bowl season starting soon. But I want to talk yeah, about baby. The portal. I'll be in what? Shreveport on Saturday, baby. Oh, here we go. What what team is it? Ohio State that has the most on the line with the portal right now, especially the quarterback transfer portal. Yeah, I would I would say so because they. I mean, I I don't know the inner workings, but my gut like if tells they don't me, get Cam Warren, who's who's next? Who's the Who's the other Who's another elite? Will Howard, I guess, uh, from Kansas State. Who can, from my from from you, what I've from what I've been told, Notre Dame said thanks, but no thanks. We're going with Riley Leonard. Um, can you? Bring, I don't know. Can you bring McCord back? What <laughs> <laughs> sounds like so? It, it, I don't know this to be true, but this is my educated guess, my hypothesis. They told Kyle McCord hit take the take. Get out of here. You don't like, leave the Ohio State quarterback job. Right. You were the starter, and you're go- – you're, what? Well, he's going to go to Nebraska? Yeah, right? it sounds is like that- that's where that's where this well, is Well, I don't know. It sounds like Nebraska's well, got might Dylan Rayola. Rayola, yeah. But- Dude, that kid sounds like a mercenary's mercenary. Four different high schools in four years. Already already had multiple commitments, decommitments. That, that feels awesome. Hey man, if you're in Nebraska, you'll take it. Did you see what they had last year, quarterback? The, oh, uh, oh no, Brock if Purdy's. If you're Brock a, Purdy's brother, yo, Chuba. Yeah, right. Who, threw the, it, threw it right to the the, to the chest oh plate of the God. Iowa linebacker. That that was when that game was that was when you had <laughs> dueling interceptions, like dueling interceptions to middle linebackers. Like that was that was good stuff. I was sitting there, Black Friday, still all, had the under, all all my belly full of turkey, and I'm like, man. I'm going to get Nebraska home here. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, the other problem with Kyle McCord is like, do we know he's good? No. 
I don't know. I mean, who who is good? I mean, that's the question, right? Like, I don't know. Riley Leonard has some inconsistencies throwing the football. He's a great athlete. Um, obviously, health is concerned considering you know what he dealt with this year. Um, Cam Ward, I think, is good, not great. Uh, we know that Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon, so. You know, last year, I mean, look, the 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 portal has obviously bared a ton of fruit. When you look at the top three guys in the Heisman, we're all portal guys. Uh, when you you know think Jaden Daniels, yep. who let, let's be, I called Jaden Daniels' final game in Arizona State. I did not stand on the sideline two two December's ago, be like, see that guy right there? That guy's gonna win the Heisman Trophy in two years. I didn't see it, but. You know, Joe Burrow, no one saw that. So who the hell knows uh, who's good and who's not? Um, but do I think Kyle McCord is going to flourish elsewhere? Probably not. Well, it's like, do I see him being better than he was? Like, he's not going to have more talent around him. <laughs> he was thrown to two first-round picks. I don't know. Like, but then it's so, so Penix is obviously a portal guy, but with Milro, he's a development guy from high school. McCarthy yep. is of all Michigan. Yep, and then Ewers. I mean, I guess you could say portal yeah, guys. Yeah, but he, but he's he was more co- of a yeah. That was that, that was more of taking advantage. That was more of taking advantage of the God, system. You, you can give me a check for a semester, right? Yeah. And as soon as that semester was over, he's gone back to where he was going all along, which was Texas. So, I mean, Nix was a portal guy. Um, Daniels obviously was a portal guy. You mentioned Penix, but Penix went along with with his offensive coordinator. That he had success and- with. That he had a ton of success with, and look at how Indiana completely fell off the face of the earth when DeBoer and then Penix ultimately left. So yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting dance that we're that we're in right now, and and also, I mean, the portal's never going to end, but we are. I think this is the last year of of COVID years. Now Riley Leonard isn't a COVID year guy. He he's only he only went to Duke for three years, so. Uh, I think he is it doesn't. next year. The last year we'll see we'll see a COVID year next year potentially here or there. I think I, I remember I was listening to uh, the cover three guys. There's got to be a story about you know like and, there, there's always a story the, about written about Mister Relevant. We got to write. We need a story about the last, the last COVID, COVID kid, the last COVID kid, the yeah. last COVID, like the last blockbuster. Yeah, you know. So if you so if you had so let's say you played college football. This is gonna be really good radio, by the way. If you played college football in 2020, that's a COVID year. Then you can medical redshirt, and then so let's say 2020, 2021, you medical redshirted, then you regular redshirted. So we, in <laughs> theory, could have them going until like 26, maybe? But that's going to be like the last It'll be like one the last one there. Yeah, we, be like, that yeah. guy? But there's yeah. a lot of those guys. There's still those guys that I'm like, wait, what? You have eligibility still? Well, like someone, was it? Mark was doing. Did Hank Bachmeyer transfer again? Yeah, yes. he's going to. Uh, where's he going? He just committed somewhere yesterday. I need to remember this, so I bet against them week one. Where did he go? He went to an ACC school. Oh, Wake, my, for, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. He is. He, 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 he started that game against Florida State in what, like 2007. Yeah. When he was at Boise State? No, I think that was 2011. I'm pretty sure that was 2011. (laughs) Was he going up against Chris Winkie? 2019 was was his first year. 2019. No, no. Who was the the kid right after James? No, he played against uh, DeAndre Francois. (laughs) Jameis was gone. Yeah, 2019 was his... uh, 
But here's the thing, man. At, at Wake Forest in that system, I don't know. He might not suck. Uh, Did he get benched I'll at t- La Tech? I'll, I'll take that bet. Yeah, that's true. I, you and I have watched him play. Like every time, every time you wind up like that was. Did they play? I think La Tech played week zero, and I think I bet La Tech. And then I see the first snap is Bachmeyer, and I go, "Well, this is toast." And boy, was it. Uh, well, all right. So we mentioned it's bowl season soon. Yeah, baby. Saturday. Saturday. Do you have other than the playoff games? Do you have a favorite bowl game? Uh, to bet, to bet, or one? Yeah. We, we, What's the bowl game you're looking forward to the most, whether it's from a gambling perspective or a watching well, perspective or both? Well, of course, I am most looking forward to this weekend to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, mm. Louisiana, as I will be on Who's the sidelines. Who's the title sponsor? Because we've had some great ones from the Independence Radiance Bowl. Radiance Technologies? Uh, nothing will ever top pulling weed eaters. Those were the best. The pulling weed eaters, Independence Bowl. They had the walk-ons uh, oh, not yeah. that long. Um, all right, I'll run through them this weekend. Just kind of quick thoughts here. Um, Miami of Ohio, App State. Uh, Miami is going to be without their quarterback, so that's a pretty unfortunate situation there. Wait, for, the backup? Uh, the backup. Well, can I was just I was discussing this with Jeffrey before you go through this though. Like these bowl games, how many of these bowl games would you say, as you surveyed it, are they? fundamentally altered by the fact that guys who played the entire season for these teams are not going to be playing in the game? Uh, pretty much all of them. All of outside them? Of, outside of the playoff. I feel like we need to change. College football needs to change the calendar. And they like well, keep they, talking they, about it, and they need to just do it. It's ridiculous what they've turned December into. Yeah, I mean, it's and I don't blame the players anymore. I, I mean, I never really did. No, it's the but, calendar. I mean, they you got to get in. You got to get in the portal, and you got to go check out these schools. So you know, for for these players, I mean, I guess in theory, because the portal doesn't close till January fourth, you could play this weekend and then go in the well, portal. Why can't it not open until like after the national championship game? Well, because I think school they want to get them in school. Yeah, so the semester starts. I mean, I do y'all buy yourself this. I think when we actually go, I think a big problem was even even when we added the plus one BCS national title game. So you had the four games and they added the national title game. The BCS games still felt relatively big. Mm -hmm. It didn't diminish it. But for whatever reason, when we went to the four team playoff, the access bowls now they just don't feel anywhere remotely close to that. And so I do think the 12-team playoff, those playoff games I think will start to feel as big as possible. But then the question becomes is, what are we doing with the rest of the bowl games? Because I don't know. Like, once upon a time, going to the Citrus Bowl was a big deal. Yeah, not playing, anymore. Playing in the Outback Bowl, rest in peace. What is it, Ryaquest now? Ryaquest, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. But now it's like, the sixth team in the SEC is going up against the sixth team in the Big Ten, and it's like, who cares? No, it's it's unfortunate. I don't think they'll ever go away uh, just because... Inventory. Inventory, and, and it's great background noise. Um, you know, and, and there are certainly some schools that I think, like, for instance, not the tout the bowl game I'm calling, but Cal was fired up to make a bowl game. Right, like this is a team well, that you and I watched that UCLA game. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, like, they were. Uh, for, uh, Mendoza, their quarterback, said if they beat UCLA and get to bowl eligibility, he'll cry. So, like, he played like it. 
he was awesome. He was great. So there's 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 motivation. But yes, no doubt. I mean, look, I'm calling the Sun Bowl. Uh, I'll be there in, in El Paso for Notre Dame, Oregon State, and I'm excited to be on the call of you know the team that I've followed my entire life. But let's be honest. I mean, the majority of those players on both sides are are opting out, whether it be for the pros, whether it be to hit the transfer portal. So yeah, I mean, I do think once we get to the playoff. It's gonna feel it's gonna feel really good because this is a, this weekend is the first weekend of the playoff. Next year we're gonna be talking about four meaningful games, no opt outs on campuses. It's gonna be awesome. And then New Year's Day, same situation. We're gonna have eleven phenomenal postseason games, and then you know the G five teams. I think you'll get some you know good bowl games there, and then honestly the the the. Other Power Five teams are probably going to be pretty disappointed in their bowl destination, and it's going to be more of a a youngster type of game. I don't know how to make it work. I've heard this brought up, and it would be kind of interesting where you do the bowl season at the start of the year, where it's like you get these unique matchups, they do the week there, they have the fun, and then they play a game, and then you don't have opt-outs. I mean, that could be kind of cool, but it will never happen. Um I don't know. I don't know if there is a fix to the bowl system, especially when we go to 12 next year. It's just, it's going to feel because the, the, the difference between now and just five years ago was the portal wasn't as, as big as it is. Obviously, there was no, uh, you get to, don't have to sit out. Yeah, the waiver. So the G5 schools usually were, were completely untouched. The power five schools, you would start to get the opt outs here and there. Uh, for the NFL, but everybody for the most part was playing. Now it's, if I'm not, I mean, hell, Kyle McCord, you know, starting quarterback for Ohio State, not playing in the bowl game because he's transferring. You know, you, you just look up and down. I mean, you look at Duke, they lose their coach to Texas A&M. Feels like half their team is gone, right? Their, their wide receiver, their edge rusher, their nose tackle, quarterback. I mean, they're a touchdown underdog to a Sunbelt team. So yeah, I, I it's, it's 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 a little tough, but I still love bowl season. I still love football. I love college football. I will say this: I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up for Montana North Dakota State this weekend. Not gonna lie. So who FCS semifinal? What was I watch? Furman. Who did Furman play on Friday? Are, are we gam- are we gambling yeah. on the yeah. FCS playoffs? We're taking we're taking the Grizz baby Grizz okay. versus the Bison. Jeffrey, will you resort with Will you resort to FCS playoff football gambling? You don't know enough. Do we have Saturday? Do we have Saturday NFL? Yes, yes three. Probably not. No, and we've got bowl games. So, Tim, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I think you had, you had a better college year than I did this year. Eh, I all right. yeah, last year was much better. Forever, I was always much better at betting college football than the NFL. But the last two years, it feels like it's been NFL, and I I don't know if that's because. Suckers have been winning in the NFL, and suckers are not winning in college football, which I'm always open to. But it feels like it's flipped big time for me the last two years, where I've had way more success betting the NFL than I have college football. Well, let me ask you this. If you're a sucker, how was your weekend in the NFL? Uh, My morning slate was okay. My afternoon slate was incredible. Yeah, I had the best weekend of my entire NFL season. The last why? two weekends, I've, I've had great NFL weekends. Why? Because underdogs went, they won seven outright games, and I think they covered nine of the 14. Like, we had DeVito yesterday. I mean, 
I did not bet the Titans. I didn't have that in me. But I, I was on the Giants. I was on the Patriots on Thursday. I mean, it was just like an. Uh, I had the Jets. I had. I had. It was a. I had Broncos. It was a hold your nose type of weekend. Yeah. So I. This was one of my. This was one of my. Uh, Neighbor well, Nick got destroyed. Neighbor Nick was just—I mean, his, his, his—he didn't know what was I, up and down. He thought he. Neighbor Nick told me on Thursday that he never bets unders, but it was the lock of the century that the Thursday the Patri- night yeah. that the Patriots were going under, and uh, that's why I max bet the over in a hit by halftime. I had. So I I saw the Broncos money line, and I was like, okay, the Chargers shouldn't be favored against anybody. And obviously, <laughs> Herbert getting hurt helped like that. But let's be real; like they, it wasn't like Herbert was destroying the Broncos. He was terrible before they got hurt. I parlayed the Broncos money line and I threw the the I threw the Niners money line on top of it just to juice it up even more. That that's when you feel like that's when you know like okay. why why if you why? have T-Mobile five G home internet, you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile five G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash five G home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.